Welcome to Buy the Books, the podcast helping business owners navigate the complex world of business, tax, and bookkeeping. Now, to the owner and president of Secline, Lindsay Klein. Thank you for joining us, everyone. This is Lindsay Klein with Secline, honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time and your host of Buy the Books. And I'm here once again with Chris Gross of Free Donation Productions. How are you doing today? I'm good, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. And of course, we have our trusty Nemo and Dory yes. mascots yes. here. Yes, our fish mascots. Thanks for holding them. Yes. Up. If you get on our YouTube channel, you'll be able to see our mascots. So I told you I haven't really prepped anything for this episode. This but, is just going to be a little bit of storytelling probably but, more. But what you told me is that you've got a story that, yes. that needed to be shared and a story that is going to be able to carry us. So I'm interested what this story is and what we're talking about today. So I have a new client. Okay. And unfortunately for this client, it has, it's now becoming an episode about what other business owners, not, I don't want to say should not do, but it's an example of why business owners should protect themselves. I'll put it that way. So this new client came to me and explained some problems that she was having with her current accountant. And the current accountant handled not only the bookkeeping, but the payroll and the taxes. So everything was under one roof. And when she told this bookkeeper that she was going to make a change and switch to a different Mm -hmm. bookkeeper, which was me and a different tax person, um, did not go over well. This person became very resentful and angry and is now basically holding all of her information hostage. Oh my gosh. So this has been a scramble on our part, the people that are trying to help her now, um, which, you know, I got her in touch with a payroll company, a tax person, you know, so we're all trying to help her together. And... It's been difficult because there are some things like sales tax, for example, we can't just go create a new sales tax account. That account is active and the state's expecting those returns to be filed every month. And if they don't get filed, she'd be subject to penalties and audits, etc. Problem is, is she does not have the ID number, the tax ID number for the state. And we don't have logins and we can't try to create a new login because the state will say, no, you already have one. Right. (laughs) Jeez. Oh my gosh. And we don't even have the number to tell them which account it is. So this has become a big problem. And the worst of it is the payroll side of things because no payroll Mm -hmm. information Mm -hmm. was given. And so the, you know, thankfully, and I'm going to have him on as a guest. So I'm going to give a shout out to Jeffrey Gonzalez because, man, he has come to the play and helped help them out considerably. Um, I called him one day because she wasn't even sure if the next payroll was going to get done. Oh after gosh. after this lady got upset, she's like, I don't even know if my employees are going to get paid on yeah. Friday. Yeah. I said, let me call Jeffrey. And I said, Jeffrey, help. We, we don't <laughs> even know. you know. And this is, I think yeah. this was a Tuesday. So we're talking... Three days that, mm-hmm. that employees need to be paid. And he said, I'm on it. Just send me whatever you can, whatever you got. We'll see what we have to work with. Um, thankfully, she had paycheck stubs. 
um, from the employees. Okay. That's basically what we had to work with, which, I mean, if you can imagine moving and starting a whole new payroll where you're having to look at individual paycheck stubs to figure out what the employee has been paid all year, what taxes have been deducted all year. I mean, this has just been, it's been a challenge. And God bless Jeffrey Gonzalez because he jumped right in. He said, we've got this. We're going to do it. (laughs) So it has been one of the most most difficult onboarding processes that I've experienced. And it was definitely an eye-opening experience for me because I've never seen anything like this. Yeah. Um, having to take over everything when you're getting, you have a very non-cooperative party Mm -hmm. and I'm sure there's legality issues here. And I've told the client that, and so has her tax preparer that she has, you can't just hold someone's information hostage. Right, right. Here's the problem is yes, she could probably take this lady to court. She could probably sue this lady. Um, she could probably get the judge to demand that she... Hand over the information, yeah. But how long does that process take? Right. Like you've got to pay employees right right now. Right. Employees can't just wait to get paid Mm -hmm. until you get all this figured out. And you can't wait. The state's not going to wait for their sales tax. They're still going to penalize you. Um, So it's a very difficult situation. So when I walked through this process with her, I thought this would be an interesting podcast episode in thinking of ways that business owners can protect themselves from this kind of situation. So I've been thinking about some suggestions and what she could have done to put herself in a better position today than she is. So first thing I will say is get reports electronically as they happen. So if you have an accountant that files sales tax returns, Mm -hmm. payroll tax returns, income tax returns, franchise tax returns, um, does your payroll, whatever it is, have them send you reports and the filings electronically. Yeah. Even if you just leave it in your email inbox or just leave it in your Google Drive, whatever it is, however you get the documentation from that person, just have it. Yeah. Now, if they're, if your accountant is uploading to a drive, you know, to a portal where you have to go retrieve it, that person can disconnect mm-hmm. your access to it. So don't think that it's safe just because it's sitting there right. in the portal. Because that's what a lot of accountants do. They'll say, okay, I dropped your files in, our, in your portal. You have to log in and go get them. If that person gets upset and decides to be unprofessional, they can disconnect your access to that yeah. portal and you won't be able to retrieve your files. So if that's how it works, you need to go in there and actually pull those files down, save them somewhere, preferably on a cloud-based backup system so you always have them. Yeah. But get them. Make sure, even if you don't understand what the tax return is, even if you don't understand it, get a copy of it. Because if you ever need to transfer to a new professional, they're going to need those. Yeah. As we have seen here. Yeah. And and I think going about it that way, if if this client had been doing it this way, there would have been more information that she could have brought than yes. what she has now and made things much easier. And like you said, this is as simple as, you know, if they're uploading it into a drive, I move it to my own right. personal cloud right. 
and, you know, take 20 seconds to do that. And then I'm saving myself from the potential disaster of something like this. Right. And with the paycheck subs, I mean, thankfully she had them, but they were all physical. I literally scanned them all in all these Mm. for a whole, almost a whole year of check stubs. We scanned them in so we could send them to Jeffrey. Um, so he, he got a thousand emails from me that day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, get it electronically and, and get as much documentation as you can as it's happening. Don't, don't wait until you need it. Don't wait until the relationship is deteriorating. Get it in live time. Um, so that's my first, my first bit of advice is make sure you have all the documentation saved somewhere. Um, and if all you can get is physical, you know, that's better than nothing. Yeah. But it would yeah. be much preferred that it's in a digital format and backed up somewhere. Second piece of advice is have your logins. Um, as a business owner, you own those logins. If, if you have a sales tax account with the state and it's connected to your business name, have the login. Even if you never log into it, make sure you have that login. And asterisk, make sure it's connected to an email address that you have access Mm, to. Yeah. This is important because they can change the login information at any point in time if it's linked to To their email address. Right, right. So it is important to insist, especially on something like that, where you cannot create another one. We cannot go create a new one because every time I've tried... It says, sorry, you already have an account set up because it's tied to the tax ID number. So it's not like you can just go create a new email address and... Yeah, make it work. Yeah, doesn't work like that. It's tied to the tax ID number. So for something that that important, I would make sure it's tied to an email address that you have and that you have the login information for it. So is there any information that a... That this person, a bookkeeper, a tax preparer, a payroll person, is there any information, especially login wise, that that person should have that I should not have? What do you mean? Like in this case, this is, I, I should have had my login there. Right. And then that, in that case, if they want to keep my information, at least I'm taking my login with me. What, what are the things that I can reasonably expect this professional, this person that I've hired to have access to that I don't have access to? Is there any important documents that, like in this case, if if I'm holding on to most everything, you know, if, if every copy I get, every login that I have, is there anything that this, I, I hesitate in calling this person a professional after the way that they've acted, <laughs> but reasonably reasonably is there any kind of information any logins that this professional should have that i don't have access to the only thing i could think of is maybe if it was something software related you know maybe they have a workflow software where they keep checklists on what yeah what they do for the client something like that but as it relates to client information such as tax filings payroll the client, in my opinion, should have access to right. everything. Yeah. Um, you should be receiving tax filings. You should receiving be receiving copies of those. You should have access to be able to log in if it's some kind of online portal. 
Um, yeah, in, in those areas, to in my opinion, clients should have everything. Yeah. Um, so, and in fact, that is one reason why in my company, we have a, a shared drive, a, fol- a folder that has everything we save, download, create for a client, and the client has access, the tax preparer has access, yeah. and we have access. So at any point in time, client can get that. Um, and everything is theirs. It belongs to them. It's their company. But obviously not all professionals work that way. Yeah. Quote yeah. unquote professionals. Right, right. <laughs> so yes, protect yourself by making sure you have all your tax ID numbers, your EIN numbers, your sales tax numbers, your franchise tax numbers. And every state is different. Every city is different. You might have county things or city things. Um, make sure if there is anything that you have to file to the government that you have the ability to do it if that person, if something were to happen to that person, if they were to get angry and be disgruntled, yeah, that you yeah. have every bit of information that you need to be able to carry on business without being penalized or having negative ramifications for not having it. Yeah. The, the first piece of advice I should have given that it just now dawned on me, I forgot to say, is get everything in writing up front. Everything should be in a contract. Having a contract that you own all your information, that you own everything that they create, everything they save, everything they do on behalf of your company, you are the owner of it and yeah, you are yeah. entitled to it. Have that in writing. Have them sign it. I mean, there's nothing, I don't think legally she has a leg to stand on anyway, but make it completely clear and have sure, them sign sure. off on it, yeah. that it belongs to you and that upon request, they have to provide you with all your documentation, all your logins, all your reports, everything that they have. Yeah. And if you go about it that way, you would know pretty early on if this is something that this professional that you want to do work with if that's not something they're interested in doing then that's an immediate red flag to start with definitely yeah um and i have seen often business owners get into these relationships you know when i'm taking over from another bookkeeper and there's nothing in writing in regards to that relationship it's so dangerous make sure that expectations are set at the very beginning and are very clearly stated and in writing, signed by both parties. That's so important. You've got to protect yourself. Um, Otherwise, you're opening yourself up into these situations that I've seen. And this is not the first one. This is probably the worst one I've seen. Wow, yeah. But this is not the first one I've seen where it's gotten sticky. You know, you want to do it early on when the relationship is probably at its best place. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's when the professional is going to be most incentivized to get something down in writing because they want to get your business. You know, after the relationship has started, especially if it's starting to get a little ugly, yeah, they're not going to be real incentivized to put things in writing for you. So do it at the very beginning. If there's anything I could advise, it would be that. Yeah. I'm trying to, I've been thinking about what, you know, what do you do when you're in this situation and you can't get the information you need, which is where yeah, she is. Right. I mean, thankfully, we've got some 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 people that have jumped in to help, you know, including myself. But I, what I've advised her to do in regards to like the sales tax situation, 
call the state, explain the situation. You know, here's where I am. All I can give you is the name of my company. I don't know my tax ID number. I don't know what email address it's attached to. I can't get my bookkeeper to talk to me. That's what I've advised her to do. And yeah. and let the state tell her, here's what it. we need to do. Now, if anyone's ever dealt with a governmental entity, that's <laughs> never a fun process. You're usually on hold forever. Yeah. Easier said than done. Yes, yeah. easier said than done. Um, you're on hold forever usually, you know, and the, the person on the other end of the line may or may not be helpful, you know. Um, it may be somebody obnoxious that doesn't really want to deal with you. You know, you get that sometimes. Um, so it's not the most fun process. But what I recommend is if you have a conversation with a governmental entity like that, that you record, either record the phone conversation, definitely take good notes, ask them their name. I spoke to Martha on this day, this time. This is what she instructed me to do. Because if it turns out that she is not able to obtain her information, she's not able to file the tax return because couldn't we couldn't make it happen in time. I mean, basically from today, we have 15 days before it's due. And right now we have no information oh my to do gosh. it. So if, if it comes down to the due date and she's not able yeah. to gather what she needs to, to get us what we need to file the return, at least she's got some documentation then to say, okay, I spoke with Martha and she said I just needed to write an appeal to ask for mercy on the penalties. You know, she's got that documentation to, to show that she was proactive in contacting the state, letting them know the situation. Um, so that's what I would advise is, you know, just document those phone calls. If you can't make it happen in time, ask for mercy whenever you finally are able to do what you need to do. Just ask for mercy and show that you were trying to be proactive. Yeah. And hopefully they'll remove any penalties associated with that. Right. You would think in this case there would be that that little bit of leniency that's allowed because You've made it clear. I want to do it. Right. I just cannot. Right. I cannot do right. it. I, I think there's also something to be said here in this, as part of this story, is losing business with grace. Yeah. And losing business with dignity. Yes. <laughs> um, it's it's not that every person who stops doing business with you that it's a personal decision and. W the one thing that just blows me away about this is, I mean, you have got to expect that when you do something like this, where I'm going to hold hostage all of your information, I'm not going to let you have any of it. I, I mean, you've got to know that word is getting out and people hearing are hearing about the way that you act. Right. And the they always say, and the studies say that the bad word travels much quicker than the good one does. It, people are much more likely when they leave a restaurant if they had a bad a bad uh if they had a bad meal, if they didn't like their right. experience, they're much more likely to talk about it if it was bad than if they enjoyed their time there. Our episode about what do we call it? The raving fans yes. episode is yes. a perfect example of that. It, exactly. Like it's so much easier to go off and, you know, <laughs> yeah. be filled with all of this energy 
when it's bad than if it's good, you right. know? Now, maybe if it's amazing, you're like, I've got to, you know, I've got to go tell everybody. Like the but, Hutchins, Texas Tweakies. Yes. Oh, man. Which I noticed you cut this out of the episode, so I'm going to have to mention it. The, the Hutchins... <laughs> Texas Twinkies? Or no, maybe it was. Was it in the episode? What is that? The, okay, so I've been to Hutchins. What are the Texas Twinkies? The stuffed jalapenos. Oh, Was that okay. in the episode? Or did I cannot you rem- that? I cannot remember. I can't remember either I now. cannot remember. Um, so if it did get cut out of the episode, though, we're going to have it in here. <laughs> Hutchins Barbecue. Best barbecue in the world, in my opinion. Yes. They have these stuffed jalapenos. And this is an example of where you say if you're really passionate yes. on the good side. Right. Right. I am passionate about Hutchins. <laughs> I have as many lunch meetings there as possible. <laughs> but these Texas Twinkies is what they call them. It's yeah. stuffed jalapenos. Okay. And I don't even know where they find these jalapenos because they're massive. And they stuff them with cream cheese and brisket. And their brisket, Man. I'm sure you know, their brisket yeah. is amazing. Yeah. And then they wrap the entire thing in bacon and slather it with barbecue sauce oh it's my gosh amazing i i'm getting i am getting so hungry <laughs> and like so to go to hutchins. <laughs> my my what i will say about hutchins is and yeah that episode we recorded was way long and so there were some yeah, things we that had, had to, to hit the things. cutting room floor and so because <laughs> there was things we were very passionate about yes. on the good and the bad side yes <laughs> and so if that didn't make it the thi- i i think this this has to be one of the biggest most positive things you can say about a, a restaurant yes. is they they would cater when I was working at the radio station. And so I was eating Hutchins probably an hour and a half, two hours after it was made uh-huh. and at least an hour after it had been delivered. And it was still amazing. Oh, yes. Like, yes. you know, most time you get to food at that point and you're like, it's gotten dry. And right. then you're like, no, pass, right. pass. <laughs> like I'm, I'm taking the three hour old Hutchins barbecue over a lot of things. So yes. that that's what I'm going to that's what I'm going to that's what I'm going to add in there. I remember you saying that you would plan some of your your shifts around when Hutchins was going to be there. Oh oh yeah. And and that was again, I will say that was the only thing I made special trips or sets time aside to get. We had lots of things that were catered in and there were a lot of, yeah, not worth it, not worth my time. Or sometimes I would get off and I knew the food was coming 30 minutes later. A lot of times I'm like, it's not worth my 30 minutes. For Hutchins, oh yeah. <laughs> like yes. I, I probably would have waited yes. two hours for it, yes. to, for it to show so up. So if there's anyone that's not in the Dallas area and you ever come visit, you have to make a stop at Hutchins Barbecue. It's Fantastic. worth the trip. Yes. Worth the trip. So now this episode has turned into us ranting about Hutchins barbecue. But, I don't even know how we got started on this. But, but. <laughs> I, I think this is a good point is we're spending all this time talking about it and it's a, it's a good thing. And you have to realize, you know, now shifting the conversation to another way if you're a business owner, when it comes to losing a client, losing business, there is a, a right way to go about it. And if you went about it the way this person did in the story you're talking about Lindsay. there's going to be people talking about it like we just oh were. yeah and it is a immediate never going to that person so do you know ne- you want to hear something ironic okay i'm not going to give the whole business name of this other bookkeeping company but there's a keyword in this this name okay. that's ironic given okay. the situation okay professional uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Because see, and, and here's what's funny about that is the the first word that I think of around this person, I would say criminal is probably the first word, but then second, it's unprofessional. Yes. Like, yes. and it, unprofessional is the word I thought of first, but I think we need to escalate it to yes. to criminal because it seems like there's some illegal activity going on here. But But I think there's something to be said for realizing that there's sometimes a difference in personality. Yes. There's a difference in the way that I expect things to be done the way that you want things to be done. And it's just not going to work out, you know, or it may come to the point where, Hey, look, I just, with the money that I'm making now, I just can't afford it. And there's got to be that understanding of, Hey, I've, I've got to come to the realization that when I bring in this business, I'm not going to assume that they're going to be here forever. And when that person leaves, we do it with grace. You know, I, yes. when I first started looking, when we first started looking for our house, we got paired with a realtor who just did not fit with us at all. I remember all. you telling that story. And it was, I, I really felt bad about it because it, she was an, she was a really nice lady. But what we ultimately came to the conclusion of is that we need we need our hands held. We need someone who can help us as first time home buyers. For people who have bought two, three houses, oh man, this lady would have been amazing. But we made the switch and she was okay with it. And she even said, I'm gonna try and help you find somebody that's gonna fit you better. And so I think that there's something to be said for when someone decides to move on, they're taking their business somewhere else. That's that right there is a key moment for you to show yes. who you are as a person yes. and the values that you want to represent in this your business. This actually is happening to me as we speak. And because of the situation that I talked about, it has spurred me on to be especially professional and over the top helpful in the transition process to another bookkeeper. I actually yeah. had a client, um, his billing is based on number of transactions and um, his business has grown, which is great. Yeah. But as a result, the bookkeeping now costs more because right. there's a lot more transactions. Sure. It's, over, yeah. it's about 100% of what it was when we first took over, um, which is a good problem to have. Mm -hmm. um, but he doesn't like the bill. And I understand that. So when he said he was going to look for another bookkeeping service, I, I thinking about this, this example yeah. Yeah. that I've just been dealing with in the last couple of weeks it really motivated me to make sure I was over the top professional and helpful. I told him, I said, you know, we, we record a lot of videos internally as staff members. So I always make sure when we do a training on Zoom about a client's books that we record it so that we can always refer back to it. You know, if we forgot something or wanted to reference, how did that, how did you do that again? Yeah. Um, so I have a whole bank of training videos for every client. And so I told him, I said, if you'd like to, I can share those with you um, and you can pass them along to whoever you right. have doing right. your bookkeeping so they can understand how we were doing it and why we did it that way. Just trying to be, think of any way that I could be mm -hmm. over the top helpful yeah. in that transition process. So that is, I agree with you, very, very, very important. Yeah. And, and I think one, it's important to do it just because it's the right thing to do and it's the professional thing to do. But look, you never know. This person may get to the new, their new person and they say, man, this person doesn't do half the things that Lindsay did for me. And then they come back to, 
okay, well, was my bill so high because I was paying for the professionalism <laughs> there, you know? Would you rather pay more and get it done right? Or, hey, I'm paying half as much, but a quarter of the work is being done. There, there is no question I am never going to be the cheapest. Yeah. And I tell people that. When people say my pricing, I am not the cheapest. I'm going to tell you that right now. I said, you... I, I, this is what I'll tell people is you can go hire a bookkeeper for 15, 20, 25 dollars an hour yeah to do what you're asking me to do. I hire those people. but I have two levels of review, at least two levels of review above those people. I have my senior staff accountant that reviews everything first mm-hmm. and then when she's happy with it, she sends it to me and I'm the final review. Never, ever, not one single month of financials have both of us looked at what that $15, $20, $25 an hour person was doing and said, oh, it's perfect. Yeah. Right. Let's send it along. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, never have I looked at it after my senior person has looked at it. Now, she's learning. She's learning what I right. what I nitpick because right. I am nitpicky and I'm OCD, but... Um, so she's learning with time what what she needs to make sure is mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. is good before she has me look at it. But even as much as we've worked together on it, I still change things even after she has yeah. reviewed it and she's put her stamp of approval on it. So yes, we're not the cheapest, but the idea is that we're giving accurate, honest, timely services every time. And you know what? If people are being honest. We all do this in our real lives where every day we weigh the value of basically you get what you pay for in a, in a lot of things. And I may be one of the people who takes it to an extreme, but I, I don't think I'm that much different than everybody. You know, if you're watching here on on, on YouTube, you can you can get a cheaper case. I've got the Apple I've got the Apple Brandon the case. See now I spend money on a case. And and me too because my wife has shattered the glass <laughs> three times in the last year. Oh my gosh, I dropped my phone so much. But your case protects you, doesn't yes, it? Yes, because and, I will spend a fortune on a good case. Yeah. And and here's the one where it's big for me. This is the one where it's big. And and I know I'm a different than a lot of people here, but I like buying a brand new car. And I do that because I know exactly <laughs> what I'm getting. I know who's driven it. I know the the wear and tear that's been on it. And I'm exactly like what you just said, Lindsay, is, hey, I know what I'm paying for. I could get a car for 60% of the price, but if I'm buying two of those in the time of buying a new car, I can do the math real easily. And I figure it out. And so I think some people... Now you're talking to an accountant here. Yes. So all that's going through my head is depreciating asset. <laughs> <laughs> but I get what you're saying. Well... But I do buy used cars. <laughs> yes. And, 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 and people are different that way. But I think I think you would admit too, there's aspect in everybody's life yes. where we go, there is something yes. where I do not look for the cheapest right. or even you know middle of the road. Everybody has something where they cereal. say cereal. Okay. Do so you, you like off-brand generic cereal? You know what? We're not big cereal people. You don't um, like cereal? No. No. <gasps> Chris? See, I'm not a I'm not really a breakfast person. I'm not either. You eat it for dessert late at night. <laughs> this is why I have a weight problem. Okay, you know what I will tell you? Uh we bought all of this for my daughter and it 
has turned or it has been one of my snacks. And I think I'm going to the grocery store either today or tomorrow. And I'm going to get some. What? You just get like regular like vanilla Greek yogurt and it's chocolate mini wheats. And you put the okay, chocolate mini wheats. No, you put the mini wheats in the yogurt. Okay, mini wheats, first of all, when I say cereal, no, I'm but not it's talking cho- about mini wheats. No, but it's chocolate mini wheats. No. And it's Paw Patrol. Okay. Your kids might like it. I need to school you on some good cereal. <laughs> okay, so, so you're. What do you do? You mix these together? Yeah, you put it in the cereal. Yeah. Or you put it in the yogurt. You're talking Chris, like, are you talking like Fruit Loops? We need, we need, yes. Okay. Fruit Loops, good example. Full of junk, but delicious. <laughs> now, I haven't eaten anything lately because I've been on keto and I've been good. Been good with the cereal, but. No cheat days in had, keto? I, well, you know what my cheat is? Movie popcorn. Oh, Movie yeah. popcorn. Now, there's a Man. good example, too. Microwave popcorn just does nope. not do Mm-mm. it. Mm-mm. It the does movie not. Pop- I will go to a movie just <laughs> for the popcorn. <laughs> I don't even care what the movie is. I just want the popcorn. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? You can have just eaten dinner yes. like 30 minutes before and you get to the movie theater. Yes. No, I don't need anything. And you smell the popcorn yes. and you go. I'm going yes. to concession stand. Yes. So, yeah. yes, I do have my cheat days, but it's usually around movie popcorn. That's awesome. And I am a butter person. It has to be layered and extra butter. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's my cheat. Okay. So, that would be an example of where you, you get what you pay for. Yes, yes. I will pay $12 for a bucket <laughs> of popcorn that probably cost them two cents. <laughs> but i think you know all that to say it 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 makes the point that there's a lot of things and and there are things where hey it's not worth it for me to pay for you know some people may say hey i I like my lawn to look really nice and when i do it it's ugly so i pay somebody to do my lawn hey when i wash my car it looks ugly so i go to the ten dollar uh you know, ten dollar wash car place. Um, yeah. So there, there are those places. You know, you 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 get what you pay for. Um, but do you notice how all your examples are like cars and houses, and mine are always food? <laughs> I'm seeing a trend here. <laughs> well, I, I I can tell you if we if we want to stick on the food thing, I've tried the Kroger brand chips, and they don't do it for me. Okay, so, so I, store I brand am, chips. I not- am no. I am the big brand See, chip now, guy. I'm not a much of, much of a chip guy. Yeah. Or chip person, See, I mean. I love chips. I love so chips. So that's so funny because I'm not much of a yeah. chip person, but I love cereal. I, so I, you and I are very opposite when it yeah. comes to the food. I, I am the person where uh, if I get an, an – but I'm very close to boycotting chips. Like really? this might be my next rant because – the bag is so much air. You're right. When it you is. open it, it is. Y- if you get over – 50% chips yeah. in the bag. It's you bad. got a good one. You got a you got a good you got a good bag. Everything else is so low. And so the reason I have to stop buying chips is one because I just eat them like nothing. I eat them like popcorn. <laughs> and and two, I will open the bag. I will get to like one sitting and it's about from, you know, not as what it started at, but the entire bag I'm at like 10% and it makes me feel terrible. Like I felt like I just <laughs> ate an entire bag of chips. <laughs> In, so in one, one of sitting. my bookkeeping clients used to work for Frito-Lay. Okay. 
and he was talking about how many precautions they have to take because the chips are so flammable. And he was saying, "What? Yes, yes." And the uh, f- the worst he said was the corn chips. What are they? Fritos. Fritos. Yeah. So he literally pulled a Frito out of the bag and lit a match and lit it up and it burned like a candle. <laughs> no way. Yes. Do it. No. Try it. It's fascinating. But yes, very flammable those chips. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so uh, make sure you come back next week. We're burning Fritos live. We should live on the show. Live on the show. That would be greatness. Okay, so somehow we have like completely got way off topic. You you brought up chips, and that's one of my that's one of my hot topics right now. So this this one's your fault. This is your fault. I'm just gonna say that. I'm just gonna say that. I have no idea what we were talking about, but if someone wants to do a podcast about irrelevant topics such as chips, how can they find you? Exactly. I was gonna say (laughs) if you want to do your own, that's great. Contact me. Currently looking for a co-host on a chips podcast where we go against. We go against big chips. We're going against the big brands, and we're gonna get. We're doing a podcast every day until this gets fixed. Uh, seriously, if you're interested, let me know. Uh, you can reach me freedonation.live or email me Chris K R I S at freedonation.live. What about no, you, Lindsay? Wait, I just had an epiphany. Okay, is it possible? And I don't know. But is it possible they do it on purpose to protect the chips? That's what I've heard. But is that I... the story? You're not buying it? Mm-mm. That's I, I believe it's a lie. Mm-hmm. They realized we why would we fill up an entire bag of chips when we could take what could fit in one bag and put it in two bags? That's <laughs> that's what I believe. This is my big okay. conspiracy theory. Right. I'm not a big conspiracy Write theorist. Letters to your congressman immediately. This is big this chips is, is going down. <laughs> it's going down. All right. If you need bookkeeping services, not ship services, but bookkeeping services, we're happy to help at Sakline, S-A-K-L-I-N-E.com. You can email us at info at Sakline.com. We're here for you. We will not be unprofessional if you ever decided to leave. I will give you that promise. S-A-K-L-I-N-E.com. Honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. I'm Lindsay Klein, your host of By the Books. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone. Have a great week. By the Books is presented by Secline. Honest, accurate bookkeeping performed on time. For more information on Secline services or to get a hold of Lindsay, visit secline.com or email info at secline.com. The information provided on this website and podcast does not and is not intended to constitute legal advice. Instead, all information, content, and materials available are for general information purposes only. Information provided by Secline may not constitute the most up-to-date legal or other information. Listeners should contact their attorney to obtain advice with respect to any particular legal matter and should refrain from acting on the basis of this information without first seeking legal advice from counsel in the relevant jurisdiction. Only your individual attorney can provide assurances that the information contained herein and your interpretation of it is applicable or appropriate to your particular situation.